0: Hey, everybody, Economic Ninja here. I hope you are ready for some dooming gloom, baby. The doomiest and the gloomiest. All right, guys, we're going to be talking about an industry insider that I just heard from and an industry insider in the trucking industry that has been in trucking for 35 years. That's a lot of experience, right? So what I want to do is this is going to piggyback onto the video I did the other day entitled, I don't even remember what it is. I don't even remember the videos like five minutes after I'm done, quite frankly, but um, got to add a little humor and a little sarcasm sometimes because when you're dealing with people and and i've had comments before like ninja they're not dumb they're misinformed i said the difference between a misinformed person and a dumb person okay let's let's get this real clear is somebody that asks questions that's the misinformed or or stays quiet long enough to to literally think listen ponder bring in that thought before they speak a dumb person speaks about things they don't know anything about, and so we're gonna we're gonna go for a, uh, a comment. And uh, I, I got You gotta call people out sometimes. And the reason why? Because the comments really don't bug me, to be honest with you. After you have this much experience, uh, I learn every day that I know every day I know less and less and less. It it blows me away. As you learn more, you open up your mind to more things and it's absolutely mind boggling how much more information we just do not have. And we learn every day. And so, um, but the reason why this was they're getting a lot of thumbs up and people like, yeah, cause it was a real, uh, rah, rah, shish, shish-kum-ba. And, and I want people to understand that just because something's happening in your town. And I hear this a lot with the food shortage. Well, I don't have any food shortage. There's food at my store. It's like, don't be an idiot. Like let's, let's think, think bigger, think nationally, think globally, because, I'm going to tell you right now, we're going to go back with proof of what happened in 2008, um, what I was talking about, because people need to understand the big picture. Even if it only happens in California, I'll give you an example. San Pedro, Long Beach, all those ships were uh, tied up, right? That was California, where a lot of people go, California, I don't care. And you're going to care because in about a month or two months, your store is not going to have the electronics you want because it's coming out of that port. All right, and guess what? Well, I don't care about California's stupid deaf thing. Trust me, it is stupid. But uh, it does affect you because only trucks that have those deaf systems and the newer emissions crap on them, uh, you could tell how I feel about them. They're the ones that are only allowed to get the, the goods off the truck. So just because it's not happening in your town doesn't mean it's not going to happen in your town eventually, okay? You know, Lehman Brothers was in New York, right? Uh, pretty sure. Um, All these big country uh, companies, they're not in your town, but guess what, they affect the the entire country, the entire economy, all right? So sometimes you gotta call people out because they're they're just uh, sort of, the way they put their comments, really? You couldn't even do a quick Google search? All right, so here we go. So we're gonna share this screen here. And what we're gonna do is we're gonna start with, let's see, which one is it? No, this is the nice one. here. this is a nice comment. Check this out, this is about the fuel shortage. Uh, that happened in 2008, the 70s, I was talking about it. He said, lived in Buffalo during the 70s. We would drive over to Canada to get gas. The lines were crazy. People would drink Canadian beer and throw Frisbees. This time, it ain't going to be all fun and games. And I said, I I like that story and yes, I agree. This time is not gonna be that nice. I couldn't agree more, quite frankly. That's a nice comment. Somebody that lived through these times in the 70s, right? Well, now here is the problem then you come across this. Let's see here. So this one right here is um, uh, right here. Rain's are coming. It's a good name. Huh? I've driven a commercial truck going on 35 years and I've never seen nor seen others shutting down on the side of the road. I think you're stretching the story just a bit. And if there's any group Oh man, you know what? Let me hold on. I got. I grabbed the wrong screenshot, and we're already filming. So let me grab the rest of this comment. Sorry, screenshot of the wrong one. The wrong one. Okay, here we go. Sorry, I think you're stretching your story just a bit. And if there's any group of people that can survive tough times, it's truck drivers and their families. Now, um, I came. I have family members that are truck drivers. Uh, career long truck drivers. So I completely agree with that part right there. Here's the problem. This person makes a comment that I'm stretching the story just a bit. Now I answered, you can see here, how about you Google 2008 semi-truck stop running diesel prices, then check page 10. Um, oh, and I said, Hey, you got a special video coming. So at least you know that it's coming. Um, so let's, let's do this. Let me show you, this is what page one looks like actually. So uh, we'll show you how I, I found this, and I'm going to explain what it was like back then. And the reason why I know a lot about this is because, first off, I was, like, essentially a hotshot trucker. I haven't talked about that yet. I was going to do some videos about it. But um, I also had that palm tree business. So I was I was moving equipment for other people. I was uh, moving my own equipment and, uh, you know, buying and selling tractors like crazy and attachments and stuff um, with a long trailer, gooseneck trailer, and my truck. So I was set up for hotshot uh, trucking. And then I also had the palm tree business, right? So the fuel hikes affected me as well. So now this person, now, again, I want to show you, I was catching some traction right after it came in, 41 minutes, people are thumbs up and and all this good stuff, right? Um, This is why you need to not pay attention to every headline and really dig in deep. So let's click this off. Now, this is the first page of Google, all right? And what I did is I typed in pretty much the exact same thing. 2008 semi-trucks pull over diesel prices. And then I clicked the news tab, all right? Which I didn't hear, but it just popped up, sorry, earlier. All right, so this is what's really important. We're gonna go over a couple. Trucker Truckers protest high fuel prices. And this is April 1st of 2008. A convoy protesting diesel prices pulled out of a truck stop south of Atlanta, about 30 strong and got a lot stronger, right? We're just gonna go through some headlines in a little bit We're because there's a lot. May 27th. 2008, soaring fuel prices take a withering toll on truckers. The soaring price of diesel fuel over $4.50 a gallon from $2.50 a year ago. Now think about that, guys. Back in 2008, diesel on a national average had almost doubled that is amazing, right? That's a huge jump. So you could see the pressure I was putting on semi-truck drivers and o- operators and owners because they had not set up their contracts thinking merely within a year, the cost of fuel is gonna double. We hadn't seen that since the late 70s, all right? Well, let's, and I'll, I know I'm gonna get comments oh, but I wish diesel was that much now, but it's actually gonna get a lot worse, okay? And what I'm talking about is gonna get worse. So diesel prices keep on trucking. And this is, um, Uh, March 10th of 2008, right? So they were just, they were right here on an average of 401. So by, from March till May, the average had went up like 49 cents. That is huge on a percentage basis. Um, Rising fuel prices drive truckers off the road from NPR. Diesel fuel is uh, selling at an average of $4 a gallon, about 20% more than the, the cost of a gallon of gasoline, right? So that was when, diesel had really diverged because diesel, I don't know if many people know, is, is a byproduct of actually making uh, regular unleaded and it's, it's cheaper to make. And in 2008, it was driving operators nuts, just batty going, what the heck is going on? And, uh, and so it was really happening. Um, trucklers, truckers snarled traffic in protest of fuel prices. So I want to bring you the truth and and paint a picture of how bad this is going to be using past the past truth and facts right where you've got people out here that are sitting there like hey i'm super smart right now i don't have a profile pickup it's really pretty clouds rain coming but hey i'll just draw my two cents and let a bunch of people agree with me right and like he says right here i think you're stretching your story just a bit well you guys have seen i'm not you see in 2008 uh trucks were literally shutting down they're pulling off side roads and we can't make uh, make money doing this. We can't do this. And they're pulling off the side of the road. And when you got people that come around and and it's always people in hiding that don't tell you, you know, it's, it's easy to just throw out, you know, information and see, you know, what sticks on the wall uh, when you don't have anything to lose. And what I'm trying to do is prepare you guys for success, even though really bad things are coming. And I'll give you a couple of examples in a second, but we're going to check real quick. I'm just curious right here. Here we go. July of 2008. Now, this is perfect. Now, guys, just, you know, I have not pre-looked at these. All I did was hit the uh, the Google and this. I have not looked at any of these articles or anything like this. This is how confident I am in this information. We're going to click this right here. Diesel prices uh, driving independent trunkers to the brink. Now, in July of 2008, I want you to understand that that was the peak of the fuel prices, okay? That was when uh, a barrel of oil hit $137. I want to say it was This is all memory, Uh, but I was really involved in this uh, June or July. I want to say it was June. I want to say it was June 16th, actually. As a matter of fact, I haven't even checked. You guys look at it, put it in the comment section when a barrel of oil peaked at around 136, 137 a, a barrel, just so you know, two rogue traders were blamed for it. That was a cover up. But anyway, I digress. Sorry. So here we go. My truck is paid for and my children are grown. So my wife and I are still getting by. Now, now this is, I think, very important to check out. And again, I have not pre-looked at this. Sorry for all the pop-ups. But you got to go with Google in this kind of instance to find this kind of information. So it says right here, um, who's been driving a big rig for more than 25 years? I'm one of the lucky ones these days. Indeed, for many of the area's independent owner-operators, Independence Day 2008, which is historically a massive day when it comes to r- raising prices of fuel, fuels anything but as feels like anything but as they struggle to keep their rigs on the road in the face of spiraling diesel fuel costs some drivers especially those with truck payments and young families are really hurting right now grant says when diesel goes over five dollars a gallon i don't see how anyone is going to make it grant who pulls containers in and out of the port says he's spending an average of twenty two hundred dollars a week on fuel all right guys look we're going to stop there and i'm going to talk to you because i think this is very very important See, in two thousand and eight, when Grant was uh, doing that story for that article, he said, "When diesel prices get to that price, he doesn't know what they're going to do." And diesel prices did get that much. I remember uh, filling up my F three hundred and fifty one ton, uh, you know, Ford truck, uh, going back and forth from Northern California to Southern California, picking up tractors and palm trees, and spending a ton of money on gas. What happened was, as it peaked, more and more semi trucks pulled off the road, and as I just showed you, many articles many articles there and there was a ton more so if this uh, insider 35 years had his head down or he doesn't remember because I want you to understand there's a difference between listening to people that are employees and working for other people that are just doing the daily grind and it's a hard job don't get me wrong I got a daily grind too and those that have skin in the game, they're the ones that are owner operators. They own companies. They are constantly trying to increase their margins or 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 try and scave off bankruptcy, all right? Those are the people you should learn from, the people that failed, the people that have succeeded. But there's a lot of people out there that just have a voice and they just want to run their mouth because they want to sound important. Be careful because if you listen to those people that say to people like myself, hey, I think you're stretching it a bit. Well, I'll tell you what, back then those stories were about $5 a gallon diesel and diesel topped out in California. And just so you know, I am an expert in this part because I live not only in currently the most expensive county for fuel in the country but it was the exact same in 2008. It hit $5 and 50, I wanna say $5 and 56 cents is the highest I ever paid in my county. We're already past that. So you tell me if you think, and with a war affecting this upcoming, uh, you know, supply chain issue, and we're just heating up with that, honestly. I hope it all goes away, but I don't think so. So would you rather be prepared and not scared? I think you should. I think it's very, very important. And Danny anybody that says, I can't believe you Say this to your subscribers. He wasn't a subscriber, he's a passerby. Trust me, we all know we can tell on the backside who's subscribing and who's not. That's why I can always say with a grateful heart that I have the best subscribers on the entire earth because these are people, Ninja Nation, you are people that are prepared, not scared. And if you haven't subscribed to this and you're someone that wants to learn the truth and not only how to deal with this crap that's coming, but go make money from it, then stick around because we're going to crush it. Why? Because someone's going to ask, how are we going to crush it, Ninja? It's because we're going to buy all their stuff. And that's exactly what happened back in 2008 to 2011. People had fire sales left and right, selling their homes, selling their fancy cars, selling their hobby stuff, their art, all that stuff. And I did buy a bunch of it. And this time it's just going to be a lot bigger. Now this time, now I was trying to warn people back then, but I didn't have this platform. I only had, you know, my family, church, you know, local schools, I went everywhere. Um, And many, many, oh, less than 1% listened. And they were blessed by it, the ones that listened. And now nothing's different. But now if I could reach 100 million people and 1% listen, that's why it's so important when you hit the thumbs up button and the, the subscribe button, it tells the algo that you'd rather listen to truth than listen to crap. That's, that's just how it is. We vote with our subscribe button. We vote with our thumbs up. We vote with our money. That's what we're going to do. We're going to get out of this system of fiat death, debt and death. We're going to get out of debt before this crash happens. Then we're going to have some money stored aside, some gold, some silver, some cash, you know, no debt. And we're going to go and buy up everyone's stuff. It's so what we did in 2010. And trust me, it was a great ride. And now I just want to take a few million people with me. That's all. We're going to do this together, guys. So. I want people to hear the truth and we just have to make sure that people get the truth, facts, reality. So I wasn't stretching the truth. So I just wanted to show you guys that Won't do it for everything, but that one just felt in my heart. I needed to to show it to you guys. People were feeling the pain in 2008 and that was the psychological barrier that was broken. Remember, I've said this many times before, You can screw with people's emotions and minds when it comes to inflation by messing with metrics on the CPI and Wall Street, or you can go over here and you can change the packaging on food, make it smaller and do all this fancy crap, but you can't change a gallon of gas or a gallon of milk. That's it. That's going to mess with people. And now it's happening, guys, and we're in it. And it's going to get worse this summer. Trust me, from everything from summer blends to insiders on Wall Street bidding it up. All right, guys, that being said, I thank you so much for watching. The Economic Ninja, it's out.